Chapter 12 of Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Karina in New Hampshire. Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill, or Jasper Parlow's Secret by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter 12 The Catastrophe. This was the beginning of some little confidence between Ruth and Uncle Jabez. He had not been quite so stern and unbending, even in his passion, as before. He said nothing more about the lost cash box. Aunt Elviry dared not even broach the subject, but Ruth tried to show him in quiet ways that she was sorry for his loss. Uncle Jabez was not a gentle man. However, his voice being so seldom heard did not make it the less rough and passionate. There were times when, because of his black looks, Ruth did not even dare address him, and there was one topic she longed to address him upon very much indeed. She wanted to go to school. She had always been quick at her books and had stood well in the graded school of Darrowtown. There was a schoolhouse up the road from the Red Mill, not half a mile away. This school district was a very good one, and the teacher had called on Aunt Elvira and Ruth liked her very much. The flood had long since subsided, and the repairs to the mill and the dam were underway. Uncle Jabez grew no more pleasant, however, for the freshet had damaged his dam so that all the water had to be let out, and he might go into midsummer with such low pressure behind the dam that he could not run the mill through the drough. This possibility, together with the loss of the cash box, made him, even Aunt Elvira admitted, like a dog with a sore head. Nevertheless, Ruth determined to speak to him about the school. She chose an evening when the kitchen was particularly bright and homelike, and her uncle had eaten his supper as though he very much enjoyed it. There was no cash box for him to be absorbed in now, but every evening he made countless calculations in an old ledger, which he took to bed with him, with as much care as he had the money-box. Before he opened his ledger on this evening, however, Ruth stood beside him and put a hand upon his arm. "'Uncle,' she said bravely, "'can I go to school?' He stared at her directly for a moment from under his heavy eyebrows, but her own gaze never wavered. "'How much schooling do you want?' he demanded harshly. "'If you please, Uncle Jabez, all I can get.' replied Ruth. Ha! Reading, writing, a mighty little arithmetic. We called them the three R's. Did for me when I was a boy. The school tax they put on to me every year is something wicked. I never had a chick nor a child to go to their blamed old school. Let me go, uncle, and so get some of your money back that way, Ruth said quickly and smiling in her little bird-like way with her head on one side. Ha! I don't know about that, he growled, shaking his head. I don't see what I'll be making out of it. Perhaps I can help you later, if you'll let me learn enough, she urged. I can do enough arithmetic to keep your books. I'll try real hard. I don't know about that, he said again, eyeing her suspiciously. The little money I make, I can keep watch of. When I'm here to watch it, that is. There ain't no bookkeeping necessary in my business. 
And then there's your Aunt Elviry. She needs you. Don't you go for to say that, Jabez, imposed the old woman briskly. That child's the greatest help that ever was, but she can do all that's necessary before and after school and on Saturdays. She's a good, smart child, Jabez. Let her have a chance to learn. Ain't no good ever come of books, muttered the miller. Oh, uncle, just let me show you, begged the girl, in her earnestness clinging to his arm with both hands. He looked down for a moment at her hands as though he would fling off her hold. But he thought better of it and waited fully a minute before he spoke. You know, your Aunt Elviry needs ye, he said. If you can fix it with her, why, I don't see as I need object. Will it be too much for you to get my trunk, Uncle, so that I can be going to school next week? Ruth asked. Ain't you got nothing to wear to school, he said. It's dress, is it? Being that trouble early, ain't ye? He seemed to be quite cross again, and the girl looked at him in surprise. Dear uncle, you will get the trunk from the station, won't you? No, I won't, he said. Because why? Because I can't. You can't? She gasped, and even Aunt Elvira looked startled. That's what I said. Why, why can't you? cried Ruth. Has something happened to my trunk? That's just it. And it weren't no fault of mine, said the miller. I got the trunk like I said I would, and it was in the wagon when we came down the hill yonder. Oh, oh, gasped Ruth, her hands clasped. You don't mean when you ran the mules into the water, uncle. I had to get to my mill. I don't know what was being done over here, he said, ugly. And didn't I lose enough? What's the loss of some old rags in a trunk, side of my money? He said it with such force and with so angry a gesture that she shrank, that she shrank back from him. But her pain and disappointment were so strong that she had to speak. And the trunk was washed out of the wagon, Uncle Jabez? It's gone? That's what happened to it, I suppose, he grunted, dropping his head opened the ledger and began to study the long lines of figures there displayed. Not a word to show that he was sorry for her loss. No appreciation of the girl's pain and sorrow. He selfishly hugged to him the misfortune of his own loss and gave no heed to Ruth. But Aunt Elvira caught her hand as she passed swiftly. The old woman carried the plump little hand to her lips in mute sympathy, and then Ruth broke away even from her, and ran upstairs to her room. There she cast herself upon the bed, and, with her sobs smothered in the pillows, gave way to the grief that had long been swelling her heart to the bursting point. End of chapter 12